This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Zachary Babcock. He went from being in prison to turning his life around and becoming a successful entrepreneur and podcast host. Thanks for joining me today. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Obviously, it's, you know, taking you to here, some rocky roads. Tell me how you got to the 2019 you. Man, dude, that's a lot to unpack, but I'll condense it, man. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, man. I, you know, I uh, grew up wanting to fit in with everybody. My father died when I was seven, started making poor choices, uh, went and did some prison time. By the time I was 17, I caught some cases. By the time I was 19, I got locked up. And I did four years flat on a seven-year sentence, got out for about two years, uh, and then I ended up going back to prison uh, just 20 days before my twin sons were born for, for DWI and and, and Roman, dude, that was that was it for me, man. That was like enough is enough. You know, I'm I'm missing out on my twins being born um, when all I ever wanted to be was a, the father that I didn't have growing up. And so I ended up doing eight months. I came home, uh, bro. I got I, I did network marketing for about two years. That just wasn't my thing. I lost my passion for it. Uh, then I got into coaching, and 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 it seemed like, man, it, it didn't seem like it was. Every time I tried to collaborate with any other entrepreneur. Uh, nobody took me seriously. Everybody was counting me out there, even laughing at me. I was just some ex-convict turned entrepreneur uh, afterthought that nobody gave the time of day to. And out of that frustration, out of that, uh, out of that pain, I, I, that's how I created Underdog Empowerment, my podcast. And I, I did it selfishly at first, man. It was like, man, you know, they're they're counting me out. You know, I'm like this. Nobody's giving me a chance. And I also did it to empower the other underdog entrepreneurs that are going through that. And it was crazy, man, because it, came, it became a top 200 rated podcaster that that uh, first week and the next week I had Billy Gina's marketing on the show. So I went from like nobody wanting to collaborate with me at all to, you know, interviewing celebrity after celebrity and being able to really skyrocket my brain and business afterwards. And that's kind of the short condensed version of how I got to the 2019 meet. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of people uh, can relate, especially in 2019, coming from like unconventional roles. So like myself, I'm an immigrant. I do have a college degree, but I graduated in 08 when the economy tanked. So I just, you know, was looking for a job. Couldn't find anything, was down or whatever, and got an opportunity to get into digital marketing and ran with it ever since. So I think a lot of people aren't using degrees. And like you said, like people are judgmental out there, but like it's what you know, what you can contribute. That's kind of the bottom line and your body of work. Yeah, man, 100%, dude. I mean, dude, it's, it's literally... I feel like almost because, you know, we're obviously, you know, we're kind of like underdogs. You know, you say you came in here as an immigrant or whatnot. It's like it's like there's there's that motivation that you get from uh, everybody counting you out, obviously, and, and nobody giving you a chance and the odds stacked against you and people even laughing at you. And that's great, you know, to use that motivation because it does give you it does help you power through some stuff. However, though, man, at the same time, that motivation ain't always there. You know, there's, there's days where you wake up and you're like, man, I don't want to do this shit or man, I don't want to go to the gym or 
man, I don't want to, whatever it is, you know, it's not always there. So for me, the key is what I found is like having those strong enough reasons why you have to do it in the first place. That's what's going to get you to power through any of the, even the days when you don't have the motivation. For an example, for me, it was, you know, missing out on my twin's birth at first, uh, not being there when all I wanted to be was the father that I didn't have growing up. And that became my reasons why I had to do it. And, uh, after, after using that, it's evolved. Obviously they still are a huge part of being, you know, being a responsible father and being in their lives, but it's evolved into so much more those reasons why. So when you had that and you coop it in with that motivation of proving the people wrong, then it really becomes like an unstoppable force almost. No, I agree. You basically answered my uh, follow-up question, what motivates you? So you kind of jumped into that. But uh, <laughs> what's one thing that you've struggled with? Obviously, you're coming from more like a turbulent background. You had to go through a lot of stuff. But what's one thing in terms of a uh, weakness you saw in yourself that you turned around and turned it into a strength? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Um, that's a really good question because kind of sometimes we're not always accurate when we self-analyze or, you know, when we... Uh, when we're analyzing ourselves, something that I turned into a weakness. Well, for me, I, I mean, I don't know if this really answers it accurately, but I know when I first got into entrepreneurship, when I first came home from prison last time, and when I got into network marketing, um, you know, I was able to build almost a $2,000 a month residual income within my six, first six months, but it wasn't, remember I told you it wasn't my thing. I didn't like, it just, I lost my passion for it. I didn't like the whole business model, but I was scared to share my story at first. I was like, man, nobody's going to take me. I can't even get a job anywhere um, as is. And so I, that's how it what led me to this. And then now if I share that I used to be a crackhead and a heroin addict and spent over five years of my life in prison, nobody's going to take me seriously. And so I was actually scared to share that at first. And then with the help of some mentors and stuff, and I started sharing it more, it's actually become like one of my greatest strengths is my story. It's like connects with people. And, you know, I talk about it a lot. Sometimes I get tired of talking about it, but it's actually become what I thought was a weakness of going through all that turned into like one of my greatest strengths. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, a lot of people tend to not share kind of like their weaknesses or something that's holding them back or an ailment or something like that. I've had people on where like for the longest time, they were afraid to speak in public in terms of public speaking, they had a stutter or they had some kind of, you know, previous trauma that they didn't want to publicly talk about like, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse. But then when they started talking about it, people came out like, you know, I've been through this. It's awesome seeing somebody in that same situation turn something negative and become and, and build something positive and take it to somewhere positive because a lot of people don't necessarily take the positive route. They stay in that kind of rut. And if they did do something negative in the, uh, in the past, they run with that and never get out of that. So it's important to see that there is hope and there's a way to get out of negative situations. Amen, bro. 100%. So in terms of uh, things that you're doing now, I know you wrote the book in terms of your story. What motivate? Well, obviously, you were motivated to write the book to share a story. But what was kind of that jumping point in terms of like, I'm going to write this? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's where the shift kind of happened even more. So that's when I really started losing my passion for network marketing. But I was like, I can't quit, right? You know, because I was like, you're, you know, you just don't quit. You don't give up. And so I started sharing my story and then I was like, wow. And then, I, and then, so I wrote the book and when I wrote the book, I had already lost the passion for network marketing, even though I glorified network marketing in the book. This was back in 2016 um, because it really did open me up to it's I'm so grateful for my experience because it opened me up to all this. But um, that's what sparked 
like that, like, man, I can, my story can actually help people. And then I know I can help people if I could just work with people. And so that was at the end of 2016. Uh, and by the beginning of 2017, I was out of network marketing completely just two months later because I published a book October 6th or October 11th, uh, 2016. By In January 2017, I was done. And that kind of set me down to the path of it started off as being a, a life coach and pro, pro Roman. I didn't make a single penny or a single dollar as a life coach or help a single person because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. My messaging was just all over the place. It was like, I would say things like, I can help you achieve your goals or I can help you live a better life. Like who wants that shit, man? It's not solving a specific problem for a specific person. And I didn't know anything about marketing, you know, but it, it's, it, you know, you kind of got to go through those bumps in the road and kind of learn and until you find your, your lane or whatnot. So yeah, that's what kind of the book kind of started me off on what I'm doing now. It's the beginning steps of it. And then how'd you make that jump into uh, the podcast? I listened to it. It's great. I think it's uh, kind of raw and unfiltered. I like people on there. Like a, you had like a powerhouse dude, Andy Frisella. Like I follow him in terms of motivation where he's kind of raw and real, where it's not like, you know, bullshit or like fluff. So yeah. what, uh, what made you start the podcast? Obviously you had a story to share and a lot to get out there, but what was that jumping point into the podcast? Yeah, so I was going through, I I'd started my YouTube channel back in 2016. I like, I prefer video more than podcasts. I was like, I'm gonna do a podcast eventually, but I'd rather do video than uh, audio or whatever. And I was starting to build that brand. And um, I didn't do podcasting for the longest, but I remember going through, uh, at the time I was like trying to learn everything about click funnels because I like got sucked into the whole expert secrets book, which it's awesome and stuff or whatnot, but I can't do the whole funnel hacking thing. Like I just don't jive with those guys. It's awesome software and Russell Brunson is very smart. I'm not knocking them or whatnot, but I was going through his click funnel or funnel hacks masterclass. And I remember Russell Brunson in that masterclass, he was talking about a guy that before he was like, before, uh, you know, nobody, I could, nobody took me seriously. I couldn't get on anybody's shows or, or couldn't, you know, nobody wanted to collaborate. And then I launched my podcast and all the doors opened for me. It was something along those lines. And that's exactly what I was going through at the time. Anytime I tried to collaborate with anybody, everybody was writing me off some ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought when it, when it collaborated with me or anything. And so I was like, dude, fuck it, I'm doing it or whatnot. After I heard that, that was like, I'm doing it. No more putting it off. And I launched the podcast a month later a top 200 rated podcast and it's just been crazy ever since so like what is your process obviously there's people that listen to podcasts that once want to get into podcasting where it's kind of like you learn in terms of um where do you want to host it the format how did you decide on all that yeah bro so i did a deep dive study literally just found everything i could on the internet and talked to every person that i could that was doing it and just kind of compiled all that information and like now, you know, like as, as we help people, you know, rank in the top 200s or make a thousand dollars additional monthly income directly from their podcast or grow by a thousand downloads each and every month through their podcast, all these different stuff, all that stuff's great. And we deliver on each and every aspect of that. But what I tell everybody that comes through the program, everybody that I work with, you have to have your four W's in place. And what those are real briefly, I'll just run through these real quickly. And this is like pretty much with, with business too, but first, first is you got to know what is your podcast? What the fuck is your podcast about? <laughs> you know, most people you, you get on uh, Facebook and you read people's bios and they'll, they'll say some shit like, I help you dig out the inner you to bring out the real self or 
what the fuck does that even mean, bro? Like, you're, you're, what are you doing? So be able to communicate what your podcast is in one sentence or less and know exactly what that is so people know if, they, if they're going to come check you out or not. Uh, it's just like good communication in baseball is like the same thing. Like, it, it, you have to be able to clearly communicate it. In baseball, a bad throw will cost you a run, a couple runs, even potentially cost you the game. Same thing. People come check you out on iTunes that don't even know about you because they hit a keyword and your podcast pops up and they like the artwork. Like, okay, next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to check out this description. And if you're not clearly communicating in your show description what it is that your podcast is, they'll just keep on moving. Just like that bounce rate on your website when people immediately form that opinion of you and they don't resonate, they, they move on. So communicate that. Know what it is that your podcast is. Next, you got to know, obviously, who it is that you're talking to. If you don't know who you're serving, you're speaking into a microphone full of air. So get really clear on that. And what I like to do is, man, don't act further along than what you really are. Speak to who you were yesterday. If you got like an example, if, if you're, you're in e-commerce, you know, you might be able to, it's just like doing a customer avatar, bro. And in your customer avatar, you know, you're mapping out who it is that you're, that you're serving. So in e-commerce, you know, you could, you could serve multiple different audiences. You might serve people that like to buy expensive pens or expensive phone cases, whatever. And you don't have to be the face of it. You could just run ads and, and, and sell shit. Well, it's like that in podcasting. However, you're the voice of the podcast. You are the face of it. And people are coming to your podcast because they like you, your perspectives, your views. They don't have to like you. They could hate you, but they, they, they want to hear what you have to say. And so just be yourself. Don't act further along. Just speak to who you were yesterday and say, hey, man, I, you know, I ain't got all the answers, but I stick my neck out online every single day and I'm willing to go out, find the people that do and bring them on this podcast. Third W, though, man, is where are you taking them? You got to be able to articulate a future that your audience, uh, they desire, they have to desire the future. I'll say I don't want to move to it and a desire uh, that they don't have fear in. You got to be able to give them hope into that future. You know, people that have fear of the future, they become paralyzed and they don't take action on it. But if they have, if they have hope, it renders them perceptive to change. So if you can communicate clearly where it is that you're taking them through this podcast and give them that, uh, then you can, uh, then they'll, they'll get behind the mission, be able to art articulate it. And finally, the why, man, why should they tune you tune into you? You know, let's say if you got an e-commerce podcast, we'll go back to that example. There's literally hundreds, if not thousands of e-commerce podcasts out there. So why should people check out you? Well, obviously you're you, so you're uniquely different. So that's a, that's a, a start, but that's not enough. So with me, I hit on the on the why right out the gate. If you read my show description, it says from living in uh, prison for over five years, rubbing elbow, elbows with multimillionaires every day. My name is Zachary Babcock and I'm a student of psychology, business and marketing with a broad perspective of both the extremes of life. So that's unique. It's different. You know, like it's like, damn, you know, this dude was in prison and now he's rubbing elbows with multimillionaires every day. So he has a wide perspective on things, I guess you would say. But not everybody has that prison story. I get it. Not everybody went to prison. But you still have a unique angle. And you have to figure that out. You might be very uh, polarizing uh, in e-commerce where everybody else is real cut and dry and to the point. Or you might be really good at injecting humor throughout your talk. And now you're educating and entertaining versus everybody else. Cut and dry. Whatever it is, you might have a, a different unique story. Figure what that is. And in a Quick example, practicality, because I like to be practical, is you can map out the top 10 e-commerce podcasts in your space, check them out, and then now you list them down, and now you can invite those people to come on your show, you go on theirs, whatever. But more importantly, 
you can say what makes me different from all these other podcasts. And that's a good way to go about it. No, I agree. And I think it's uh, authenticity and whatever that differentiation sets you apart because there's thousands, tens of thousands of competitors within your category. So if you don't have anything in your generic to stand you apart, no one's going to take the time to uh, listen or download. Amen, bro. So I really appreciate you jumping on today. Uh, can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you may have going on? Yeah, man, absolutely, dude. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this interview, man, I'm really passionate about podcasting as well. Uh, check it out. It's Underdog Empowerment. Uh, you can listen to it to, on any platform that you listen to podcasts to. But to make it really easy for you, you can go to underdogempowerment.com. And right there on the front page, you can subscribe to whichever platform that you enjoy listening to. Hope to see you guys over there. And Roman, thank you so much for having me, bro. I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you. Absolutely, man. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.